0: Yo, 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 yo! What is going on, everybody? This is the B Ball Jones Podcast, your number one and favorite and go-to basketball podcast, the B Ball Jones Podcast with the man Defensive Player of the Year himself, Nelson. Asking man, what's going on? Uh, not
1: much, man. Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Good,
0: man. I'm good, good, man. Uh, still trying to. Figure this entrepreneurship thing out and grow and elevate myself, man. How's everything going with you, with basketball and everything, man?
1: Basketball is good, you know. uh, You know, doing the best I can. Been been playing well. Uh, Trying to get myself to that next level, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Just, you know, work hard every day. And... uh, trying to make sure I'm I'm good, good enough and prepared enough to make it to make it to where I want to be.
0: So with that, where you want to be, man? Like, Like where, what is the end goal for you? Like, where do you see your next level being? Oh, the next level is
1: becoming a pro. Of course. I want to be a pro wherever, wherever that may be. I, you know, I'm most likely going going to go play overseas somewhere, you know, uh, uh, just throw a couple places out there. Like, it'd be real cool if I go play somewhere like Italy or like Germany, things like that. I mean, that. That's that's really the goal right now. That's the next level is to get that overseas or pro contract.
0: I got I got a question for you, man. If, of course, as growing up, we all dreamed of going to the NBA, right? So, would you feel like you failed in your career if you don't make it to the NBA? Like, I, of course, you're going to go overseas and over pro. Like, being very realistic, that's. For right now, the route that does look like you're going. But, you know, you can finagle that, finesse it to where you do go get a tryout or you do go to the summer league or whatever, and you get a chance to go to the NBA. So would you feel like if you never got that chance to go to the NBA, that's a failure?
1: No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I'd be very happy if I played. My thing has always been I want to be a pro for at least 10 years. That's been my that's been my like reaching for the stars. I want to play professionally for at least ten years, like not retiring until I'm like 33, 34. three, thirty done got my prime years out the way, pretty much, and I gave the game everything I had to. Do. You know, if I go longer than that, that's cool, great. You know, great. Uh, but you know, I see how how my body feels, and you know what's what's going on in my life at that time. But uh, my thing's always been, my thing's always been. Pro for 10 years I had of a great I had a great career. Like can't nobody tell me nothing. I mean really can't nobody tell me nothing if I'm a pro no way but yeah. pro for 10 10 plus years you you were a real pro. Like that means you handled your business, took care of yourself, you know you you played the game the right way. And so that's all that's been my thing. So whether that means I went to the NBA or if I played 10 years in one in one overseas country or if I played 10 years in multiple countries, whatever. I'm good with that. As long as I did what I you know I got everything out of my talent. And I, you know, made my money, took care of my family and what have you. That, that's all that matters to me. I
0: like that, man. But I feel like sometimes we, we don't <coughs> give players the balanced view of what success is. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes we only hold them to a certain standard or have certain expectations of what success and failure is or what it looks like for everybody across the board you know what I mean so like let's think about how the early 2000s right after Jordan retired everybody's looking for the next Jordan and it was so many players that were set up for failure by comparing them to Jordan when actuality they were a good NBA player they would have had a great career and if some of them like Vince Carter he went on to have a good career you feel I me mean? but because he was compared to be the next Jordan he fell short he failed. you know what I mean like of course he ended up falling short you know, failed because he never wanted a ring or nothing like that. But I'm pretty sure he right now is content. I mean, he had a great career. He played 20-some years and did all he could. You feel me? So I just feel like we have to be more nuanced or uh, more educated when we talk about success and failure for players. Because like you said, you want to have a 10-year career and be able to say you've done that. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I played – in Italy or Germany or Australia or wherever. And I did that. I was able to, I was getting paid to do what I love. You feel me? And I feel like we need to have more. Um, What's a simpler word I can say, but just more intelligent discussions around what success is for each player. Because once again, what success is for you might not be for your teammate. You know what I mean? So I feel like this kind of, let's talk about that, man. What, what can you define? Oh, how can you, we, get smarter about what success is for a player well
1: i have have the perfect answer for this so uh you know success is relative like what's successful to someone might not be successful to another just like what might be a lot of money to somebody might not be a lot of money to another person like to some people a billion dollars like that's a lot of money. But if I gave $100 to a homeless man, that's a lot of money then. So, success is different to everybody. I'm talking about basketball or sports in general, but, you know, mainly basketball. Three things determine for a player. People love – like and Steven Jackson said it a bit. Some people love the game. Some love what it does for them. With that being said, three things is what you can get out of playing the game. You can get money, of course. Everybody loves money. So some people's success might be how much money they can make, how much money they can get out of their career before it's over with. So, you know, whether that be millions, billions maybe, you know, you can get some money, got uh, individual success, such as like MVPs and endorsements. A little uh, individual awards, things like that. Maybe championships, finals, MVPs, whatever, in terms of the NBA, things like that. Yo, individual success. What I do as a player. Maybe I'm an all star a uh, all-star, bunch of years, Hall of Fame. Some people just want to be as good as they possibly can be. And then third is team success. So where, where we can win. I want to win. Winning is the only thing that defines them to a lot of guys. Those are the three, th- three things that determine success when it comes to athletes. So, like, and everybody's different. Some guys really don't care about the individual award. You know, they want to play. They want to be good. You know, that's all well and fine. But at the end of the day, they want to make their money. I might go to the team that pay me the most money. That's how I define my success, how much money I can get. And there's some people that's like, no, nah, I got to win. I got to gotta be on a team that's going to win. got to surround me with talent. got to be on a team that fit me. Win games and things like that. And some people care about individual talent. How many points can I put up? Records I can break, things like that. Their individual accolades. Define as exists. That's why you see guys like Shaq. I am talking to Charles Barkley, crazy like. Like. So you don't know nothing about that because you don't got no ring. I didn't have Dwayne, didn't have sure, Dwayne so, Wade and Kobe so Bryant carry me up and down the court. So why you don't so hold so you, a were you, because I got three finals because, MVP, because, Chuck. Because
0: you, Google because me, Chuck. Everybody Google knows me, a Chuck. Great you player. see that? Everybody Google everybody me. Everybody knows you're a
1: great player. You don't, don't know what you're you talking about you when it comes come to come. No, that, that's not.
0: That's
1: not. defines his individual success based on his... He defines success for himself as his individual success. How many championships he won. His rings, his Finals MVP, things like that. He define his—that's how he defines his success. And then now that his basketball is over with, he's making money. That's how he defines success now. That's why he got all these endorsements and shit. And then you got guys like, uh, like Mike, Mike he, Jordan. He—he out here, like he—he he want the—he want the team success. He need everything that's old to him. He want to win because out his teammates. Like, y'all got to get right because we're not going to win if y'all don't. Like, that's what you can tell Mike, determine his success by what his team does. Like, he ain't trying to lose. Then you got guys that just want to make them some money. And you can find them, them all over the league. You just point to some random team and be like, all right, he just wants some money. He come in here go to practice. He can show up to practice five minutes before and leave when it's over, and he go do what he do. So – that, that's pretty much it for me. That's that's how players define success in my mind. So what you think about? I
0: really like that. Um, dang, that's, that's actually perfect, bro. Like, I ain't got too much to say. Like, that's actually really perfect. I feel like that's what the biggest things, especially talking about pro players, that we all say what motivates them or what we define them as successful as. You know what I mean? Like, And I feel like all players can agree to that, too. To where I get the situation, I'm a, I'm looking for the biggest contract. Whoever can sign me for the most money. Like I feel like each level of play will determine what their success is. You know, if I'm a um, if I'm Rondo, you know, am I looking to have the biggest legacy and the biggest impact as far as do I wanna go after John Stockton's assist record? Do I wanna have um, you know, individual individual accolades of having triple doubles, whatever, or do I want to go with the team that can give me wins, or do I want to make the most money? From LeBron, that's a whole different conversation. If I'm a rookie coming in and I'm the 35th pick, you know what I mean? Like, each level of player that you are changes the lens of how we view what we're going after. You feel me? So if I'm a journeyman, if I'm you're Udonis Haslam right now, right? Like you said, we got we either have players who love play for the love or play for the love of what the game bring them. And I feel like he's at a position where, he, like, how old is it? Like forty one, I think. Like, he's playing Yo. because he, he loves the game. Like, obviously, you know, what I mean, he ain't making no crazy amount of money. Like, he's obviously like minimum, probably making no more than five million a year, maybe. Like, that's not a lot of money. Well, by NBA scale, it's not a lot of money. It's not nothing compared to the Steph Curry, Dame's and. KD's and stuff. He ain't making pennies to that, you feel me, but he's enjoying what he's doing. He's playing for the love of the game. He loves being around the game and being able to do all this, you feel me, so I feel like we can't condemn Udonis Haslam for playing for the love of the game and for trying to have team success but then condemn a Kevin Durant for wanting to have the exact same thing. Like, he's trying to get rings. His goal is to get rings, to get as, as good as he can to where he can win rings. How they go about it is the issue. Dennis Houselon was drafted by the Heat in 03. He's been there for since. He could breathe. You know, that's that's that's, that's his NBA career. He's a man in Miami. Okay, he's has right. around. This is 13. He's getting crucified for it. But their goal, what they view as success, is the same thing. But one's getting killed. One's getting praised you know what i mean so we have to have more intelligent or more thoughtful conversations about what success is what what success is for players and i feel like i don't even, i don't really don't know if we'll ever really get there i i really don't um do you feel like we we can get there someday like will we have a legit more intelligent conversation around what a player's success is um
1: Probably not because, like I said, it's different to everybody. And You know, nowadays, everybody, everybody, you know, the Twitter fans and things like that and, uh, and, like, guys on TV, everything's defined by success. Everything's success is defined by what a team does. Like, success is defined by what you're winning, how you affect winning, what have you done. It's like, so a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. But that's only to the biggest names, you know, the all-stars and the Nobody looking at uh, Patty Mills saying Patty Mills is not successful. Like, what does he accomplish? Nobody's saying that because, he, like, he's doing what he should be doing. He's a good player in the league. He uh, plays his role. So, nobody's looking at him like, man, what does Patty Mills do? Like, he's not accomplished anything. He's not done anything. But then on the other hand, people look at Damian Lillard and they're like, Dame ain't had no kind of success. He don't have no rings or no MVPs or anything like that. But they're a whole heck of a lot more successful than Patty Mills in the in the grand scheme of things. But it just levels to it. It's like, okay, you are all star, you a superstar. You need to uh, be doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be on this level. Like this is high expectations of you. If you a uh, superstar or whatever, face your team, you need to be leading them to the finals or to the conference finals. You need to be winning MVPs, something. You need to be a great player. Everybody ain't gonna be that. So success is different. they're differentiated through different players. Like, uh, uh we we what we consider successful for LeBron is championship. Play period. do no matter who on his team, what team he played for, from the first day in Cleveland what, since the first time he made it to the finals, and then he went to Miami, and then they made it to the finals four years straight for LeBron James. He ain't make it to the finals. Like, a failure. Like, this is a failed season. Even if he in Cleveland and his second-best player is Kevin Love and his third-best player is Matthew Dellavedova, like, He does make it to the finals, LeBron, or this is considered a failure. And then you better be close to winning unless you play in the Warriors because then it's like, ah. <laughs> but anyway, he had the Lakers his first year at the Lakers. Folks was picking the Lakers to go to the finals over the Warriors, over uh, uh who was good at that time in 2019. They was picking them to go there over the Warriors, they picking them to go there over the uh, uh it was still the Rockets. Yeah, like they was like, they did not they pers- care. They
0: Didn't one like- Kawhi there?
1: There that was the next year Kawhi went. because that was when the Raptors won the championship in twenty nineteen. You're right, you're right, you're right. So uh that was the thing. It's just like LeBron being there, there like, is considered going to the finals. No other player has that that success bar. Nobody, no other player has that bar set for them. And so now, you know, then the next year they get AD, now it's like championship a bust because now you got a championship caliber team. Then they do it. Cool. Good. The next year, you know, have some injuries and, then you know, whatever. But people still thought LeBron's going to pull it out because you remember they played the Suns in the first round. They thought LeBron going to pull it out. AD hurt. You know, LeBron got a bad ankle. They were like, oh, LeBron on the floor. They going to win. Success is different for every player, so – There'll never just be a singular bar to the success by every NBA player. Because if it was, some NBA players would be up here. Some of them would be. So we, it's just hard. Like, you know, it's just that expectations part of things.
0: I'm not trying to say we should have a point where it's like a, a standard all across the board. You're successful or failure if you're above this line or below this line. Like you said, like each player individually has one of those three things. I feel like all three players want all three things. But how they prioritize it and rank it is how they view success. So I remember Derek Rose, uh when he was with the was he with the Bulls? Yeah, I think he was with the I don't know the Bulls and Knicks. I'm pretty sure that's the Bulls. But the knee injury, he had the whole situation where he was disappearing for a minute, we didn't know what's happening, what's going on. And He was saying how uh, the team or whatever saying he was healthy to come back and play. He was like, "Nah, he ain't ready yet. He's, you know, doing his thing. And he finally came out and spoke and he was like, uh, I'm not feeling good to play right now. I want to do all I can to make sure I'm at 100% because by the time I'm retired and I, when I get old, I'm going to be able to pick up my son and play around with him. Like, i want to be able to move well because I, I did everything I could while I was playing to make sure I was good long-term. He played a long-term game. Right. But of course, he wants to win, if you feel me? but he has to juggle and balance that to where it's like, OK, do I sacrifice my body now to where long term I give up my body and I can't play with my son as I want to? Or do I prioritize my son first, but still do what I can to make sure the team has success and wins? Charles killed them. Uh, I think Shaq killed them. A lot of OG players killed them because they're like. Uh, you know, players walking around with cricket fingers and stuff because the ball jammed and dislocated sprained the fingers and all this stuff. Charles got bad hips and knees. Kenny, you know, he can't walk straight. Shaq hand messed up. Like, all this stuff that comes with the game of uh, being banged and bruised up. And I forgot who they're talking about, but somebody else like Larry Bird has back issues. All, all the players have something wrong with them. you feel me? But right. they were kind of killing him because Derek said, I don't want to be as crippled as y'all are. I want to be able to enjoy my enjoy my money, enjoy my family, and still ball and play. There's nothing wrong with that. You feel me? Like that's what he says he wants to do. So now back to uh success. He views success as being able to be have a great career. Do I want to I want to win a ring? Of course, but long term, I want to be good with my family. I want to be able to play with my son. So can we crucify his career if he doesn't win now? because of our expectations
1: I you mean, see what i'm saying like it's it's a yeah. it's a
0: real iffy thing that we kind of doing right now
1: yeah it's tough like because it was just the like i said it's the expectations that was put on him at the time it's like he was the star of the bulls and a young rising star because you know he was the youngest mvp and things like that so it was just unheard of at the time for like a superstar player to be clear to play like he good to play not play, but I completely understood what you were saying. Like, you know, at the time I was like hoping he'll play because I like Derrick role You know, I was like, man, he he's up. But at the time, I, I think that. But you know, on a personal note, I I feel like you know they hit the the Bulls. uh the Bulls organization get him dirty. Like,
0: yeah, if
1: he not gonna play, it out there that he cleared the plate putting that all that extra pressure on him. You know what yeah. I'm saying they make him look bad. They make him look like he just don't want to play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, just that, that that thing of expectation—like we expect you to want to be good. Like you're our best player, you're our star. We expect you to want to play and do all you can for us to win. And that's the thing. Like outside of being that athlete, fan, or any kind of analyst or just anybody on the outside looking looking in you expect him as the start to do everything he can for them to win, for the, for the team to be successful, right? Because you're a fan of that team or you're watching that team play. So you expect him to do everything he can for the team. Nobody looking at him saying, do all you can for yourself. You know, you good. Nobody really saying that. That's the thing about it. And like, like you said, he sees success as like, okay, I want to make my money. I want to, like, I want to hoop. I ain't no doubt in my mind, he little basketball. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't be playing right now through all the struggle he's had. Yep. But, uh, he had. But the way he defines success is, he want to hoop and still be able at the end of his career enjoy his money and and move, move well and enjoy his life, not be out here, you know, not being able to walk straight and stuff like that, not being able to pick up his son and play with him or go to take his son up to the park and play with him or anything like that. I, I'm with him on that. If like, that's how you define success, well, that's great. Good for him. But on the outside looking in, people want him to do what's best for the team and not what's best for him because they hoping for the team's success or whatever. And they don't, and like, we as fans or anything, or people just like watching the game, like I said, we put our own views of success on the player. We want them to do this to be successful. If you don't do this, you're not successful. Yep. So, him saying, oh, I don't think I'm good to play. That was hindering his success in our mind. Like, oh, man, what you mean you ain't trying to play? Yeah. You're MVP, man. You're the star. We need you out there and things yeah. like that. Like, we, we, That, in our minds, hindering his success. But in his mind, he doing what's best for him. So, it's just like, you know, it, it's all personal at the end of the day. Like, we all have our own definitions of success. Like, right? and you can't really change that for no one person or player. It's, just, it's, all, it's all individual at the end of the day.
0: You know I just thought about this, man. Like, I'm not trying to make this all about Derek Rose, but um, like I think sometimes coming into the league, how you success will change throughout your career. Cause of course, going in, I want to win the ring, I'm gonna do all this to it. Like, you know, that's what every player wants. You want to win the ring, you want to be successful, you want to pass Jordan to win six rings, you wanna be like Bill Rose and have 11 of them things. But as your career develops and goes on, I feel like that'll change. So as rookie, if you interview somebody as a rookie, yeah, I plan to do this in the third with my career, whatever. Interview them year five. I would love to do this, but this is what I want to do now. Because you see, like you start seeing the path, you start seeing it right on the wall, like, oh, I might not get these rings. I ain't looking too good. If he gets blessed enough to have year 10, it's like, yo, right now, I just want to keep playing. You know, I just want to stay in the league and do this in the third. And like, of course, Derek Rose coming in, he, ambitious i want to win and do this that, and the third whatever but as the injuries piled up he is like yo this ain't what's cracking up to be like as somebody who's dealt with injuries and with my knee problems i don't think i think that's probably the most underrated aspect of the game or one of the most underrated aspects of how injuries affect you not just physically but mentally because you like your body is literally everything for the game like, your body is, like, the number one thing as an athlete. And if you're not if, – if mentally you don't feel like your body's okay, that's throwing off everything. Like, you know, you rolled your ankle, you, you feeling yourself a little bit. Like, ah, I don't know if I can plant right now because my ankle is a little messed up. I don't know if I can cut like I want to. I don't know if I can jump or land if I need to. So now your whole game is tweaked, even if by percentage points, because of one little thing. So imagine how he felt dealing with major knee. I'm just talking about, like, a sprained knee or whatever – major knee injuries that knocked him down back to back to back so I'm going from the most athletic explosive athlete probably or basketball player of all time to two or three knee injuries I don't remember what it was at the time but multiple knee injuries multiple knee surgeries within the span of like two or three years his perspective on life in the game has completely changed now and so now how he views success is completely different from how he was as a rookie I don't know I think he had kids as a rookie I don't know if he had a girlfriend or whatever but as a man he came into the league at 18 19 now he's 23 24 twenty five of course he should change. he should change of things in life because you're a kid or a young man to a little bit older young man so it's like his perspective his perspective and view on life should change at that point point. and so I'm pretty sure he's like yo these championships and stuff I still want that but like I just want to he I just want help in these. That's really all I care about right now because when you get beat up so much with injuries, it affects you mentally to where it's like, yo, I can't even get out the bed without pain. I can't go down the steps without pain. I can't get in and out of my car without pain. Like your day-to-day living is so different to where now it affects you on the court and it it changes how you do that stuff. So I feel like that played a role in all of that. And so now getting back to kind of of get back on topic now, it's like think about all the players who've had some type of life changing thing to where, They had money, they had a contract on the table, and they lost it. Oh, snap! I'm trying to do what I can to secure the money to secure uh, secure the bag now. Or, like, Dennis Schroeder, he had a big deal on the table, he lost it. The Celtics only offer him X amount of money. He's like, Oh, everybody's trying to call him a bum. He lost all his money because he didn't get this deal. Maybe he didn't want that big deal. Well, maybe he's actually content with the money he has now because, once again, his success is championship. I feel like this team can win me championship. I want to play whatever it is. Like you said, individually, it could be, I just want to be a starter. I want to be the man. I don't want to be a bench player. Make my money, start, get my stats, and I'm good. But he's a failure now because he can make all the money he can, or he's a failure because he don't play for the Lakers and he's not a championship contender. Maybe he's good. And I feel like, like you said before, we can't put our expectations on players because that's almost – I mean, I get it. Like, I, I completely understand. I'm not trying to say we should baby everybody and be like, you know, nobody you can. Yeah, like, you, everybody gets a gold star. I, I hate that jump. But at the same time, like I said, be more nuanced and have a little bit more intelligent conversations when we're talking about this because it's not one thing across the board. We can't hold everybody to the Jordan standard. That's illogical. So if Katie doesn't get six rings, he's automatically eliminated from the GOAT conversation. Like, you know what I mean? it's just It's just that standard across the board doesn't make sense. And so... I feel like we have to do a better job of defining success. First off, I remember Stephen A saying this. He judges plays off of what they say. So if they say they want to do this, okay, when I report, I'm talking about that. You said this, so I'm holding you to that standard. And then we have to do that combined with our view of what their potential could be. And I feel like that's for me personally where we can go with the success talk for each player. So, uh, do you feel like that's a, a great standard to go towards or that's more of a, like, do you see a flaw in
1: that? I mean, uh, my thing is, it's just, we got to get the most out of your potential, your talent. I feel like I uh, there might be like, uh, that might be more of a biased viewpoint, but I feel like if you got all you could out of your talent, So uh, that's why we look at guys like KD, LeBron, Still. We look at them different because we see them. We're like, okay, you're clearly better than you know your a lot of your peers, or you're on a higher level than than the than the average average player in the league. So, in my opinion, I feel like you know we want to get the, if you got to build most out of that talent. What money you made, you gonna make money, despite how much team success you have, whatever. Got all and you could. If you got all you could out of your talent, you were successful. So that's why we say, um, uh, I'll give you an example. Like we look at Melo, and and people act like Melo's a failure because he don't have no rings and nothing like that. And then you know we look back and be like, ah, oh, he chose to play with the Knicks and made more money over playing with the Heat when they was doing their thing with Bron and D Wade and Bosh. missed um, out on his rings. Some people look at him as a failure, but in reality it's like. He ain't stop being good. He ain't stopped being mellow. At the end of the day, yeah, he don't have no rings or that like that. But uh, we nobody doubts how good he was or how good he is. Um, I think if you got all you got, you got all you could out of your potential, you you were successful in my mind. And I feel like that's how we should view it from now on. And like, and I feel like we should put more expectations on teams, individual players. Like how we say uh has no help. Yeah, we can say that only when Braun shows up, because LeBron shows up most of the time. But LeBron is the only player we ever get that luxury to. Ah, like, oh, he ain't got no help. Nobody ever says, Man, KD ain't got no help. Man, Steph ain't got no help. People don't, people very rarely say that. First time I ever heard people saying that was like last year when Steph really ain't had no help when Clay was hurt. And Draymond was there, but Draymond giving him 11 and, and eight assists. And it's like, man, we need somebody to get a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Uh, folks were saying that about Steph last year. Folks were like, man, Steph ought to be MVP and this, that, and the third, but he ain't got no help. And then, you know, I was saying that about my guy Giannis. Like, man, if Chris Middleton show up, they're going to win the game. But if he don't, they're going to lose because Giannis there every day. But nobody was giving him that luxury in the media and stuff like that. Nobody was out here saying Chris – well, some folks – I ain't going to say that. Some folks was saying Chris Middleton isn't helping him, but if if the boys would have lost the Nets or in the finals to the Suns, it was going to be on Giannis. That's just how it goes. So if we shift our perspective more to success individuals, I feel like it'll be a more fair playing field because it's like – with like, like I said, success as a player, I feel like it's defined by your potential and how much you got out of that. And then, your, but your team's success that can only be defined like by what y'all actually did. That's the only thing we can look at and be like, all right, what actually happened if your team was successful? We that we then we we'll have something we can point at, and be like, all right, yeah, he did this or they did this because, like, what Brian did in the 2016 Finals, leading every statistical category. He was successful. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> he was successful. At the end of his success, we can look at him and be like, "Okay, he really was that guy." Sorry, nigga. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I I get what you're saying. So like, okay, let me let me ask you this. Um, uh-huh. Let's go to Katie, right? He has, like, four scoring titles. Um, he's won <clears> two <throat> rings, two finals MVPs, right? So, yeah. with him being lumped in that conversation, it's arguably the greatest scorer of all time. Like, it's him, Kobe, uh, Jordan, <coughs> people throw Kareem in there. Like, arguably the greatest scorer of all time, right? So, with him having a title of the greatest scorer of all time, if he retired right now, we've had the conversation off, uh, off air, off recording, about him quote-unquote being a failure because, like you said, all the talent that he has, and not, not a failure, but not living fully up to expectations, right? So for somebody like him, Kyrie, probably the most skilled player of all time, James Harden, probably one. He's in the conversation, too, one of the greatest scorers of all time. If each of those guys retired right now, can we say that they've quote-unquote failed, right? Because you look at KD, like I said, the four scoring titles – Two rings, two finals MVPs. He won an MVP. And he's had some really great teams, really great runs, all that stuff. James Harden won an MVP, had two of the craziest years, or really one of the craziest seasons we've had in a in a long time with that scoring he had. We <coughs> averaging about 40 for like most like maybe two thirds of the season, something like that. Kyrie, like he he's a highlight package, way in the bust out once he touches the ball. You feel me? So he has two rings. He has one ring. I'm tripping. So, um, like, can we say that they have failed quote unquote with their career?
1: Um, uh, so I say, I say no for KD because, because similar to what I said to Melo, we, we saw the best of KD. We know what he can do. There's like, no, we all have respect for KD. Like, uh, what he did now, the Warriors feel like we don't really have a lot of respect for those rings and things like that. But we know what he could do. He played his role. It'd be different if he went to the Warriors and he was like a role player or like you know just a good player on their team. But he was still the star. Like you can tell, this is like he he was the guy. And so uh, I feel like we we couldn't say KD was not a, not successful because like even like you said, even now we're looking like one of the best scores of all time <laughs> with Kyrie and James. It gets tough, there Cause James, yeah, James got MVP, one MVP.
0: You had two, but your boy took the other one. So
1: yeah, he took it. <laughs> yeah, James got an MVP, but Harden and all the good teams he had, ain't never been to the finals. Ain't never uh, could never beat the Warriors. Uh, things of that nature, and that's like, you know, obviously the Warriors are formidable opponents, but, like, there was years we thought they could do it, and then James has James had, had capable teammates like Chris Paul, Clint Capella, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard. Like, he had some capable teammates on his team. So, in my opinion, yeah, we can say he didn't get all he could out of his success, I mean, out of his potential. And then here's some years we can point to where we, where we say James didn't show up in the playoffs. And then Kyrie. Don't say for Kyrie, too, because Kyrie had, the you know, the Cleveland years, you know, first year with LeBron, he got hurt in the playoffs, and then the second year they won championship. And then after that, he uh, – and then after that third year, they lost to KD and the Warriors. Then he left. And then he went to the Celtics. And we thought they would be good, him, Jason Taylor, Dylan Brown. Thought that was gonna be a, a big core for them. Then, you know, that fell apart. And then he goes to Brooklyn. And now he out here like picking days off, saying he needs time away from the game, things like that. All well, you know, all well and good. You know, take care of yourself. But you know, then he don't wanna get vaccinated. Now he's not playing regularly. So <clears throat> I'd have to say we probably would have to call Kyrie a failure in, in terms of his potential because he didn't get all he could out of his game. Like, and like you said, he'll walk high highlight like real. Everybody know how good he is. Like, just, just a couple of days ago, he played the first game he didn't play in months and had 22. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't just do that. Like, he got so much talent and potential. Still in his 20s, I think. I Are you like 28, 29, something like that?
0: Yeah, he late like 20s.
1: So he got years left to play, but he not getting all he can out of his potential. So like you said, if they retired today, I think we have to call them two
0: uh
1: quote unquote fail. I hate to use the word failures because like they accomplished a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, but in terms of what they what we talking about, they just did not get all they could out of their potential. So I we have to call them quote unquote failures. But KD, he he defined his success. Like, no disrespect on KD name. Like, we know what he could do. That's a bad man. Like, it's just one of those things, though. Like, KD got all he could out of his talent. He played what he could play. He gave it his all. And at the end of the day, he proved what he could do. And that's not to say Kyrie and James didn't prove what they could do because they did, but we, they just did not prove it year in and year out like KD has and other players have.
0: So, if – If James came out and said that, all right, I'm retiring today, guys. Um, I can't do this no more. And I can retire feeling good about myself, right? I feel like I gave all to the game. I feel like I maximized what I could do every year. I I went in and trained, ate right, all this stuff, right? Can we still say that he, quote, unquote, failed because – like we said before, you can look at individual. He has two scoring titles, MVP, uh, signature move that, you know, he left his thumbprint in the game with that. So now can we sit back and say that he's a failure because he didn't get a ring? Even if it was his fault, or oh, we can point to him mainly as a big reason why the Rockets couldn't get over the hump a year or two, right? Um can we really sit here and comfortably say that he quote unquote failed? Because let's say he did win a ring, right? One of those uh, years, but he still fell short two other years. Would that be a failure? You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's so touchy because it's like literally like I'm that close to getting there. And I yeah. have more failures than his one success. And so now you're gonna hold me most of these fair, failures, failures <coughs> than success. So it's like now I'm completely a failure. You know what I mean? So, how how would you handle from that perspective?
1: So that's the thing. Like, um, it's just about getting the most out of your potential. So, like you said, let's say he did win a ring, but he he lost those other years. The thing about James that I like, I mainly point at to be a failure, to be considered a failure, is because there is years we can point to where we can say James did not show up, like when they most needed him, playoff time, things like that. There was times where James got the record for most turnovers in the playoff game and things like that. You remember those years? Like, there was times we could point to be like, he didn't do what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? And then, so but if he did, like, like I said before, James ain't never even been to the finals. Never been to the finals. So that's why I say, like, let me. okay, so let me say this too. He didn't go to the finals, and he was on a finals caliber team. Let me say that. And so that's why I could say, like, okay, he didn't he didn't have true success. Or, like, he he, he failed in my eyes. Now, in James Horan's mind, like, you remember a while ago, like, this past summer, Russell Westbrook said "Uh, uh winner in life. I'm not a failure. I need this and this and this. I made out of my neighborhood, things like that. I'm a winner in life.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That is true for- Every one of those players in the league, for all of them, made it out of their situations, made life better for themselves and for their family. That's yeah, that's all well and good. It's great. But at the end of the day, I like I said, in my mind, success is considered I consider consent, I can't talk. I consider success getting the most out of your potential and out of your talent. And Speaking on James Hart, I feel like right now he has not done. That. If he had won a ring in one of those years, they they had the ability to do so, and he he was one of the main reasons. Then yeah, he'd be good. Even if he failed in other years, because like we got Ron who got four rings and lost six times in the finals. He got four championships and six finals losses, but we don't consider him a failure, like because we know he got the maximum out of his talent and potential. Like, there's really no more he could have done. Well, some people years.
0: still still hold him short because Jordan's a standard for him, or Kobe's a standard for him.
1: I don't think that's fair to LeBron to like hold him to a standard what another person did. And like, I know a lot of people like, you know, obviously LeBron wants to be considered better than Jordan, like, but um, <clears throat> I feel like in my mind, can't keep looking at him and saying like. You did this, but he did that. That that's not fair to him at all. So that's like saying that's like comparing this podcast to a different podcast, like uh the all the smoke all the smoke podcast with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. That's like comparing us to them just because we both have two guys talking about basketball. It's like that's not fair to be like, oh, we're not good because y'all don't have many viewers deal. Like we're not them. We're not trying to be them thing so that's just kind of how I feel about it like we could we constantly comparing what LeBron does to him but LeBron is his own version of success like we'll probably never see nobody win six rings and go six and oh in the finals again like basketball too good all across the board to be doing that now like that's not take away from Mike but at the time Mike did that the league was like a better word, or for lack of a better word, watered down. Like, there was only a couple good teams, like, only a couple teams you really had to worry about. Like, yeah, it was tough and it was physical, but in terms of talent, nobody else had the talent that he had around him, wh- along with himself. So, I'll never see that again, unless the Warriors, the stepping KD and them would have stayed together for a little while longer. But even they lost that third go around because everybody broke down and got hurt. Those things, like we could say, Shaq and Kobe could have probably did, but ain't no telling. Like they, I mean, no. After that third one, that fourth year, they they did not get it done. Like the league is more balanced. Like talent is more distributed amongst multiple teams now. Like, true. Just last year, playoffs there was four stars in the conference finals out of the four teams in the conference finals in the East and West. There were four stars that was going to get their first ring out of all four teams. um, The four teams that was there, somebody that had never been to the finals before. What happened when Mike was playing? Mike, every year, you know the third year you know you retired or whatever and then hakeem olajuwon won the next two years mike was not in the league and then it was mike again so that just let you know like for eight years two people won finals mvp like, think about that yeah when when is that ever going to happen again eight years two people won finals mvp those things like i don't think people think about it but i'm sorry that that's to get away kind of getting away from the topic but uh we can't keep what, what i was trying to say is we can't keep comparing what does to what somebody did before them This is not gonna be the same across the board he's not gonna do everything that he did lebron not gonna do everything that kobe did kobe ain't gonna do everything that Mike did. clearly and kobe the closest thing to mike really we ain't getting it done like that. They, what, why were you looking at Braun like, "Oh, you supposed to do that"? Like, no, it's not going down like that. Just being real.
0: I feel like I'm not trying to. That to doesn't me. mean
1: he's not as successful. That doesn't mean he's not successful still in his own way. But I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Nah. like I'm not trying to sit here and be like every player should get a pass because it's like you like I, it's basketball is a team sport, so you can't sit here and expect every player to win a ring because. There's so many factors to go into a team. You know what I mean. We can't. We had this conversation before on a podcast where it's like, um, yeah, we did with with uh, loyalty, right? With Dame and Brad Bills, like to a certain extent, right. you have some control over your career, right? And let's say the Warriors went, uh, the Raptors won, or the Ra- when the Raptors beat them, we all know good and well the Raptors would have got smacked if the health if they had a healthy Warriors. We all know, right? But I can not control the fact that uh, KD got hurt and then Clay got hurt. If they had one of them, we know the Warriors would have won them up. Like That's just how the game goes. Last year, if the Nets were healthy, they would have got the Bucks. If the Suns <clears throat> went against one of them healthy teams, the Suns might not have made it. You know what I mean? Like If, if any of them teams were healthy, the Suns had a good chance of not making it. But now we're going to call Chris Paul's career a short or a failure because he didn't make it to that one finals? When in actuality, was that really a finals team? This year, they're proving it. They've proved it so far that they went around and smacked everybody. They still got a winning streak. like. But we can't sit here and define every single player's career success or failure based off of the team success. You know what I mean? Because it's so thickly, It's so so many minute things that have to go right or wrong for team to win. But I like the point that you said that if, if they have a championship caliber team, that changed the conversation. So, if James Harden never had a team, we felt like that team could have made it to the finals. That team right there should have been that team that oh. got him over the hump. So, that we can look at the oh. 04 Lakers. Were they a little bit more gassed up? Yeah. But they had Kobe and Shaq. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, GP was old and Carl Malone wasn't really the mailman, but you still got Kobe and Shaq. That's all. That's, you, still, you got you still got the main core. Have enough role players to allow a, a championship caliber team. You can look at um the Warriors right now, for instance, right? They still have Kerr, Curry, they still have Draymond. Clay's not there. We're not expecting to win a championship. So Steph Curry, whatever he does this year, free willy, go go crazy, go nuts, do what you do. But the fact that the Warriors are playing so well, that changed our perspective and expectations in them. So now if they fall short, we're gonna say, hey. Uh, what what were you doing, bro? Uh, why aren't you win this year? Or uh, why aren't you do better this year? You know what I mean. So like now, the, the the conversation is changing because the team is a little bit more, uh, having more success than what we were expecting, or some of us were expecting. And so it's like the dynamics of team versus individual success is a very difficult thing. So that's why I said with KD, him winning the scoring titles and having all the records, individual records <clears throat> that he has. You can't hold his career in a different light because he never won. If he never won a ring, that's different. You know what I mean? Because the Thunder team, he had what, two or three teams that were championship caliber, the team in 12 that went to the championship, and Dango James Harden, there's no telling what they would have had. And so I feel like the conversation goes individual success, championship caliber team, then, then you actually went, get it done and win. Or did you at least get to the finals? And I feel like by that scale, we can have a more intelligent conversation with each player. Because you look at Reggie Miller, no rings, one finals appearance with maybe three teams that had a chance to get to the championship. And when that actually did. And so it's like Kyrie, he had two teams. Let's, let's exclude this year's next. He's had two or three teams that had a legit chance to get to the finals. Which was those Cleveland teams? The Celtic teams they weren't that good. Let's be honest. Like, I'm gonna tell this fan. I heard me say that they they weren't championship caliber team. They weren't. Um, yeah. The years in Cleveland, what is only for real for a chance? Let's exclude the Nets this year. So let's say the year they actually won. Okay, cool. He was hurt the rest of the time. So what more can we? You know what I mean? So that changes the conversation just a little bit. But I feel like we can't hold every team to the same standard of. Championship for bus. Like you said with Melo, like he's not name. With championship caliber team that he's been on. No, I say
1: like, yeah, we, so, we still respect him though.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Each team is changed. I mean, each player changes because of the team. And so it's like, um, like, dang, you know, like I can't fault him for him to stay. I respect that. But at the same time, he's limiting the conversations that we put him in. He's not going to have a seat at certain tables because his team success is so limited. And I love him. That's my boy. That's my favorite player. You know, Westbrook too. But the conversations that we could have them in would be totally different. Like, imagine Dame in the finals. That will be stupid. Like, the highlights he would give us would be legendary. But imagine him hitting that uh, step back or sidestep over Paul George in the finals. man! Crazy. go down to history exactly like that'll be up there with uh, Kyrie shot from the finals like that's how that's how crazy that shot would have been so it's like but like he's literally holding himself back or we're holding him back from that because that was just in 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 the playoffs it wasn't the finals and so like the nuances of from player to player changes so I like what you said where it goes like individual success and then championship caliber team and then from there, it's like now we can have different conversations. So it's like comparing Katie to Melo, two of arguably the greatest scorers of all time, but Katie's hold to a different caliber because she's actually had championship caliber teams. But with that, what if I don't have complete control over that? Or what if I do sign to a team and we get injured? Or I do sign to a team, like right now, the Nets have been banged up and injured. On paper, yeah, they should have won, but they never played together. So it's like we have to be more intelligent when it comes down to success or failures when it comes to that. So that's kind of how I feel. Yeah,
1: man. Like I think I think measuring team success over over individual success is a definitely is definitely a better um <clears throat> definitely a better measure measurement of uh success as a player. Like um. We can't keep saying guys are failures because they didn't win championships. Some guys don't have that luxury of being on championship teams. Like they like you, you know, we and you know, as fans, we want them to go somewhere else. Like we be like, dang, man, go to the Lakers, ask for a trade, anything. We be all you know, we all for that. And that's all well and good. But sometimes, you know, guys choose otherwise. And you know, I feel like as long as they still Show show up and show out every night. And every night, you know, and let us know that they are who they say they are or who they want to be. Like, we can't take nothing away from like at the end of the day. If Dame if Dame never wins a championship, uh, I feel like most people still call him a failure. Obviously, but we to respect Dame yeah. for what he what he did. Like we we gonna know who he was. Same thing for Mello. Mello retired without a ring. We still gonna look at Mello like he, he still was that deal when he played. Same way we look at uh, McGrady or Vince Carter, like you said earlier, guys like that. Like, we don't look at none of them as failures. Like, we just respect them. Now, yeah, they won't be in certain conversations, like best shooting guard all the time, whatever. Like, I get that. They might not be in those conversations. But still, at the, at the end of the day, like, we respect them. And we know what they did for the game, and we know who they were. Like nobody out here saying they failed. Nobody out here saying they weren't good. Like we know who they were and what they could do. So I feel like that 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 matters at the end of the day, also. And if anybody calling somebody like Trace McGrady or Vince Carter or Clyde Drexler, anybody calling guys like that failures, Charles Barkley, if you calling them failures, I feel like you don't really know basketball. So that's just my opinion.
0: Kind of bring a little bit closer to home. Uh, I remember I had a conversation with one of my players, and they were playing against uh, supposedly one of the better teams in the, in the county, in the state, whatever. I, don't, I personally think they're that great. But anyway, so um, I, I told them my expectations for this game is not for you to ball out and go crazy, have 50 points, none of that. Like for right now, it's really a test of your heart right now their team wasn't that great they have a bunch of young players on the team like really a bunch like a bunch of eighth graders and freshmen playing up because of the situation they have going on the school you feel me so i'm I'm not looking for y'all to win because they're a better team than y'all are they a great team mm, not really but they're a better team you know so for you individually i'm not looking for you to go crazy i'm looking for you to play hard i just really want to see what your heart is this game like you can't doubt yourself, which I kind of understand, but anybody can get beat on any given night. Like, nobody's in, invincible. Like, they can have an off night. Y'all can go crazy. Whatever. Y'all might be a better matchup because basketball is of matchups. And so, my expectations for her, my success or failure rate was how hard she played this game. Not if they won. Now that she dropped 20 points. Now that she dominated the game, but how hard she played. Now, granted, within that, we've had a conversation about certain stuff. I do expect from her from, like, an individual standpoint. I want her to be a little bit more aggressive and to look to score more because she's a good passer, but scoring helps out with that. And so I'm still looking for that. But overall, I just want to see where her heart was. Because if you go in the game getting defeated already off top, you might as well go ahead and bow out the game. But if she came out and played hard, she could put that battery in the team's back and be like, yo, we can play hard too. You know what I mean? Like, that for me was success of faith for her. And so for our level, or the level that most people can relate to, how can we gauge success and failure for players on the smaller scale? Cause you know, they ain't talking about money on this level. They're not talking about team success or individual success as much. It's more of a, that's really more of a case by case thing for real for real. Cause you might be in a high school that just sucks. Like they're terrible. <laughs> So it's like for you, like if y'all got to win, we celebrate and that's a parade for y'all. But you individually as a player, you still feel like a bum because it's like, I want to win. You know what I mean? So like, how can, we, how can we define success and failure more on this level of middle school, high school, maybe some college, maybe college. I don't know. So
1: I'll I answer that with a story. So I remember when I first got to Juco, <clears throat> to Bevel State. yeah. so uh I had one of my teammates, uh Malik Bitts. I don't think he'll mind me saying his name. I had my teammate Malik on my I, uh, when I first met him, told me he'd go to Pickett's County. He went to Pickett's County High School, you know, whatever. So Pickett's County was a little one A or two A school. And uh say was not very good at basketball, like at that time. But when he was there, he was the guy, right? So he telling me, I never really heard of kind county like that when I first until I met him. But he was telling me, oh, you know, I, I had a bunch of games, I scored 30 points, I had a 40-point game, I had a 50-point game. He telling me all this, he's showing me newspaper clippers and pictures and stuff. He said, Yeah, I had 35 on so-and-so. I had this, 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 but it was losing. But, you know, he said he ain't had nobody. Like, you know, he saying he had 30 and 40 points, whatever. I'm like, dang, like, I'm impressed. Because I ain't never scored, but my high school high was 20 on the dot. Never had more than 20 in my high school career. But uh, what I came to realize what, but I I was impressed that he was telling me, but later on, I started thinking about it, I'm like, all these 30, 40-point games, and we in the same place. Like, why Why we, Why we? he not high? Like, he was killing. I never said this to him, though. But I'm just thinking. So I came to realize as, as, as time went on, I came to realize, like, oh, like, his team wasn't good. He was all a good player. And he played in a bad, like, in Alabama, like, if you ain't in the right areas you might be, you probably in a bad league, you know, bad, you play a bad team. And so, like, you ain't in, like, Birmingham area, Mobile, Huntsville, bigger cities, like, you probably ain't playing the best of the best all the time. So, he was in that category. He not really playing a whole lot of great teams. So, it was only if he probably made it to the playoffs and played in regionals or, you know, Lord willing, the Final Four, yeah, would he be able to play in front of some like real college scouts, scouts and stuff to see how good he was? But he had an opportunity because his team wasn't good, they barely win in games and they don't make the playoffs or they get bounced out the first round, whatever, something like that. So, <clears throat> we play. So, you know, as season went on, I realized, okay, I can't do this on this level. Obviously, he's not gonna be what he was in high school on this level. So, and I'm still playing well. So that's all it really is at that point. You have to realize what you have. Playing again, so in high school, middle school, and like you said, even some college. Uh, have a good team. That's you know that you you don't control that if you don't have a good team. That's not in your control, especially in high school and middle school. Like you don't control who go to the school. You just don't have a good team. But if you are a good player. Is defined by what you can do for the team and what you can, how you can help them. Like what's like, how do you affect success for your team? So yeah, you might not be winning, but like you said, he had like I said, he had thirty point games, forty point game. Like he's doing all he can. I, that that would that proved he was successful. That was his individual success. Like there was nothing he was gonna be able to do. That team a winning team, but. He, he did all he could, obviously. Like, any game they won was clearly on his back. He was successful in a way, individually. And that got him a scholarship in the end. So, successful. And so, <clears throat> that's how you define success. Like, clearly he didn't give up on his team. Like you said, with your with your player, make sure she play hard, even though her team ain't good. Like, play hard, do all you can, right? So, that was clearly what he was doing. He could have went out there and just be like, oh, man, I'm going just get mine. But he clearly was trying to win games. Uh, that that was his success. Got him a scholarship in the end. So, like, you keep preaching that to your player. Like, play hard. Like, yeah, things might not go right. you probably going to lose some games. But you, you got to do what you got to do. do. Do the best you can every night. And then at the end of the day, you know, you can be proud of what you did. So – that's where individual success comes from in those in those circumstances. Like don't be looking at if you if you know your team not good or if your team isn't full of talent, take every loss to the heart and just know like you gotta come out there every night, do the best you can to to put your team in a position to win. So once you do that, if you keep doing that, like my high school teams weren't the best. My senior year was the best we uh was the best team I had. And every night I came, I did the best I could to put us in a position to win. And, you know, we made the playoffs and stuff like that, but we didn't go far. But, and, you know, I felt like a failure at that time, but it got me scholarships. So, in a way, I was still successful because a lot of players didn't have scholarships. And so, same thing when I got to Bevel. My, my freshman year at Bevel State, our team wasn't very good. Like, you know, we had talent, but, you know, one of the more talented teams in the league. So, it was tough some nights. So nights we got blowed out, so nights, you know we we came out there hot, and you know you see this play so nights we came out hot, and we 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 got the better of a lot of teams, but at the end of the day, like we knew we had the talent that other teams had, the talent of other sides, things like that, but every night, I went out there, did the best I could put put uh, did the best I could to put my team in position to win The yeah, same so thing my sophomore year, we had a little bit better team. Did the same thing my sophomore year and then at the end of the day I had scholarships again to go to four-year schools. So this will be defined like number one, how you affect winning and you put your like what you do to put your team in position to win. Like if you go out there like, oh, we should lose, and then you know, you mope around, you act like it's over with, Those of that, they don't want nothing to do with you. But, like my coach, coach mother say. He tells me this all the time. Hard in the right place. Work hard. Play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Things work out for you. your success will come from. So th- take that as like my 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 like my nugget for the day, like my my two cents for the day. From, from, from my mouth, straight from Coach Butler word. If you're hard in the right place, come here, you work hard, and play the game the way it's supposed to be played things will go your way. Things will work out for you. So that, that's where your success will come from.
0: I have to say the exact same thing, like, because, like you said before, you don't have as much control over your team and how good you are, how good your team right. is. So it's like you have to find a, a very fine balance between your <clears throat> individual success and your the individual play. Because some players, it's different between them. Players have to go out there to score 30 to win. And another difference between me trying to go score 30 for me that's two completely different things to okay. where if, like your boy, for instance, he had to score 30. Like that's the best option we have to look to win. If I'm at a 7A school, we have more talented players. I might be, I might have to score 15. It doesn't make him a better player than me. It's just what my role is. For, like we talked about before, play your role. You feel me like, play your role, maximize your role, because your role being maxed out gives this team the best opportunity to win. That's what success is. So like you said before, do what you can, play your role to impact, win. That's number one. But then within number two, individually, what can you do within your role to maximize our success rate? So for you, for instance, if you locking up, playing defense, you're rebounding getting the easy bunnies around the rim, hitting any good open shots, you're maximizing your success and the team's success. Your point guard is facilitating everybody, getting everybody involved, making sure he has um, hitting the right person at the right time, getting you like, knowing you need your touches, getting the main player, getting the shooter involved. That's success. Now, the outcome of that could be me having 10, assist, ten assists. So I need to have these 10 assists to make sure that we're in position to win. Now, the best player, he needs to get buckets. So, by him getting buckets, it means 20 points. You need to have that output. You know what I mean? So, by playing your role and maximizing your role, that increases your individual rate of success and our team rate of success. So, it's a very fine balance between I'm chasing stats and I'm chasing what the team needs to succeed. I feel like Westbrook is caught up in that a lot, too, where they say he's chasing stats and stuff. But, like, on the teams that he had, who else is going to score? He has to get everybody involved. Rebounding is just really an effort thing, and he had to score. Who else is really going to do that for the team? You know what I mean? So it's like I might be the worst of my team, my school, but everybody looking at me for chasing stats. You know what I mean? And like now with the Lakers, if they are fully healthy, you wouldn't see him getting triple double. Like he didn't have triple double like that when Katie was there because he didn't need to. But now, and you look at the stats, they say he won. Or the team won pretty much every game he had a triple-double in. Like, he was a very high rate, and that's what he needed to do. That's what his impact was. Now, granted, did they go as far as they could have went? team wasn't that good, let's be honest. You know, yeah, he had Victor Olin Depot and Paul George, but they weren't really playing up the par like they could have been or should have been, and that just is what it is, you feel me, so. right. I like what you said, man. Like if you're able to impact the team success and team winning, and you're able to also maximize your role and do what you can do, that's what success is. And I feel like more, I think we need to preach that more rather than chasing the highlights and chasing stats. You know what I mean? Like your stats is a, it's a cause and effect. Like your stats should be the effect of you maximizing your role. So if, if I'm a scorer, my job is to score. My role is to score. Me scoring impacts us winning. The outcome or the effect of how many points I score is not irrelevant, but it's more based off what the team needs. You know what All I mean? Right. So success for your team would be you scoring 10 points. That doesn't mean you're a bad player. That just means mean we need your 10 points right here. Me scoring 20 is not making me a better player than you. It's me <clears> maximizing <throat> my role to where we can win. And I feel like we preach that more to players. I feel like players wouldn't feel as down and as bad and, like you said, take every loss to heart because they're not having, quote-unquote, success. I'm not winning. Winning is everything. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, everybody's not going to win. So that's now Now, how can we view success if I'm not winning? The next level from there is, okay, how's the team doing? Is the team successful? Am I being successful in my role? You doing both for those? Hey, there's nothing else I can say to you. All right. So I feel like we pushed that more of that narrative and push that message more, people wouldn't feel as crazy about losing. I don't want you to be good about losing, but it's like, <clears throat> hey man, I'm losing. But I can go to sleep at night knowing I did what I can do. I've maximized everything. Like I've I I work out, eat, I did what I could tonight to try to get my team position to win. We fell short. Try again tomorrow. You know what I mean? So I feel like if we push more of that mission, and I might I might not be completely right, you might not be completely right, but I feel like that's the direction we should push more towards rather than where we are right now. So
1: Yeah, and they, um I I mean I am my part on it with it with this. I remember my uh the last game of my sophomore year, we in the semifinals of our conference tournament. And uh we ended up losing the Sneed State by like eight. I wanna say something like that. Close game all the way through. It was a close game all the way through. It was a real good game. But uh, our scores couldn't really get off. They weren't, they weren't they couldn't get it going. <laughs> so I had my, I had a decent game. I had my I had like you know my regular stats. But uh I remember like it was yesterday, we, we put one of our shooters in the game, cause we got a little bit behind, we had to get some points. I remember we ran a play for him perfectly. Ran a play for him to get, it, to get one our shooters open. He gets an open shot in the corner. The rims out. The other team gets a rebound. We foul him real quick, you know, stop the clock, and they go to the free throw line. I got down there and lined up for the free throw. He was looking at me. I was to, you know, give him the ball. He was looking at me. I said, I needed that one, real. He needed that one. He said, yeah, that was a tough miss. So they shoot the free throw, they make it. We go down there, we try to score again, whatever, yada yada. So we end up losing the game. Go in the locker room, you know, some guys crying and things like that. Everything, you know, normal like end of the season thing. But I found myself surprisingly not crying. Surprisingly to me, I was not crying because I got in there and I said I knew. But the thing that that kept me up was I knew why we had lost. You know, like, um. We just, you know, we couldn't get, certain guys couldn't get going. And, you know, uh, we did the best we could. But, you know, we just, it wasn't there for us. And then the team we lost to, this was the third time we had to play them and we won the first two. It's Very hard to beat a team three times. (laughs) So, in the the end, I was like, it's tough. And I remember going up to our No one score trail. Guy led the conference in scoring. He was the player of the year. I'm going up to him like, hey, man. You good, man? You know you you good. You did what you did. What we could do, he said. And I said, "Uh, I said you did what we asked him. He said, "Man, y'all don't ask me to score 11 points because he averaged 26." He said, "Man, y'all don't ask y'all don't ask me to score 11 points." I said, "Trail, we ask you to score the ball. Like we ask you to shoot. You Know what I'm saying? And you score 20. You score 20 plus a night. And." i c I, I'll never i say I'll never be mad at you for not having twenty or twenty five or whatever because I know at the end of the day I can't do that. I could never do that five team like as much as I wish I could, I'm not the guy to get a ball to give us twenty five like, just being real I'll never be mad at you if you didn't go get us twenty five and I know you wish you could have did more, and I wish you could have did more, too. Like, I know you ain't satisfied with the way you played, but, like, I'm not – like, I could be satisfied knowing, you know, we went down fighting and we did all we could do. We played our game. We did everything we wanted to do. Shots just didn't go in. So, hey, you know, got to be – got to be not satisfied, but I'm, I'm content knowing, you know, we did all we could do. And, you know, that game, the game still hurts him talking, talking to him about it. It still hurts him. You can see it get to him a little bit still. But at the end of the day, like, because in his mind, we weren't successful because of him. He didn't have his individual or his team success because he used to score 20-plus. And then, you know, we win the game. But doggone it, sometimes he ain't going to get 20. Like, I felt like he did everything he normally does. Just didn't go in tonight. And it was a crucial game. But, you know, that's part of life. That's part of the game. So I'm I'm never going to be mad at him for that. And I'll never criticize him or blame him for anything like that because I know at the end of the day I could not have done it myself. If I could, I would have. So, uh, yeah, we were not successful, but never would I count that team as a failure or that season. Never would I say we were failure. Never would I say we were not successful through that whole season. Like, we had a good year we put our team on the map like we were we were a contender for the first time in that program and since I, that program has restarted we were contenders for the first time ever so <clears throat> we put our, we we did something you know it was a special thing so i i count us as successful any day of the week yeah we did not make our end goal of winning the championship but the way we lost the way we played i could be all right with that and so I think that's how guys got to look at it now. I, that took a lot of growing, you know. That was a very – I feel like that was a very mature thing to, for, to, for me to realize. Like, yeah, like, you know, it didn't go our way tonight. And, yeah, you know, this is it. You know, I'm sad. This is my last game here. It's the end of my Juco experience and things like that. And, you know, I you know, I love my junior college. I love all the people i met. Things like that. But – me Like after the growth I had and you know things like that in the in the game and in life, I realized like, hey, like sometimes it's not gonna go our way like that. You know, we did everything we could. That'd be different if we went out there and we just messed around and didn't play well and didn't do everything. You know, we like we didn't follow the game plan or we didn't play defense or we didn't play hard. Yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. Like I'm gonna be highly upset then. Yeah. But going out there, we felt like we played hard. Felt like we followed our game plan. Like down the stretch, they made more plays than us. I can be okay with that. I can be satisfied with that. I count us as still being successful because of what everything we accomplished in the end. So that's just my, that's just me though. And that's my last take on like what success is. Like, yeah, I hope people take that story and realize like every loss is not a failure. Yeah, we failed in our end goal, but loss does not mean we were failures. You know what I'm saying? We may have like, it's like losing the battle, but not losing the war. We may have failed, but we aren't failures. Because at the end of the day, wins and losses, you know, that's the main thing. We want to win every game. And we want to win the championship and get the rings and accolades and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you don't, that does not make you a failure. Whether or not you maximize that potential and your talent and did the best you could every night or in that game, in that season. So – that's how I look at it, and that's like that's my last few words on it. Like I, I, I approach every game that way. As long as I go out here and I play to the best of my ability, I know I did all I could do. Whether the win or the loss, whether we win in the end or we lose in the end, I can be satisfied knowing I gave everything I had.
0: Right. kind of like this is my last point. I feel like success is more of the, is more of what the input is than the output. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you can't control the output. So like uh, for me, for business, right? I can't always control like okay, for for the podcast right now. Right. It's our job to be the best we can do to control. We can't control with this. We can't control how many people listen to it. We can market our butts off and tell as many people listen to it as we can. We can't control the money that comes in. We can do the best we can to get into the right hands, right ears. We can't control that. Right. The only thing we can control is two things. Us showing up to the record and how good the recording is. So our input is our success. The output of the re- end result after that is something that's out of our hands, right? So control what you can control within the game. So like you said, we are looking for your boy to score 20 points. Now, if you ain't even get up 10, 10 attempts, that's why I have a problem. You're not even getting the attempts up. You're not even putting the input in To get that output. Like, bro, you took two shots. Like, now I'm pissed off with you because you didn't even get up the attempts. You're not even giving us the opportunity to win because you didn't even attempt to score. Now, if you went 0 for 20, that's a whole nother conversation. Yo, you put up the attempts, it just didn't fall. Like, hey, it is what it is. I feel you. It's tough, but you did what you could do. So it's like if we focus more of the input, are you training? Then of course you're gonna suck if you're not training. You're not eating right. You're not even putting the temp. You're not putting the input in of success. Like you not even putting the right calculation in to get the output of success should be like, you're trying to get four, but you're not even putting the two or the two in. It's only two things you can put in and it's two plus two, one plus three. You're not putting either one of them in. Somehow you're putting in five and it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like that's not <laughs> adding up. <laughs> like, so of course, you're not following the formula, you're not putting the input in in the calculator to equal success. So if you're not even putting the right inputs for this equation to what success <clears throat> is, there's no reason why you should look for success at all. You, you're actually looking for failure, but not putting the inputs in of success. So that's my last bit, man. Like I think it's more about the, the inputs of what you put into the equation or put into the game that can lead. For that output of success So That's my last bit <laughs> It's
1: all good man Uh that, that does it for another episode Of the B-Ball Jones podcast This is a good one Like I feel like I feel like we really Gave some insight On On success And what it really means To be successful in the game Like Like I at mean, least I hope young Basketball players And young athletes in general Like like take this information and, and really like process and think about what some of the things we said. Like you know, we here to help. Like yeah, you know we might not be, you know LeBron James on here giving but you know we we are some we are people who have been in a lot of positions and seeing a lot of these things, and you know we we we, we you know we've been wanting success and not just basketball, but in life. Like we yeah. old enough to know with our lives and what we found is successful to us. And so, what's successful to us might not be success to another person. But this the life that we live, and this what we want out of it. So we are we to put our best foot forward towards that life. And so, I hope we help somebody today. So, uh, but that does it for another episode. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe, and uh, friends, and let them know. Like you know, if you if you got friends that like are struggling with losing or like you feel like they losing really hard or too hard like share this with them let them you know let them hear this and like hopefully you know they take they take what we're trying to give them you know they probably they, they are they're able to process so but uh another list uh please be sure to show uh to all social medias at Ball jones that's d e ball jones on instagram facebook and twitter and then follow me on Twitter at nellieh 34 and Nelson Haskin at face on Facebook. And we try to keep the conversations going over there. And uh be sure to leave comments, you know, like, you know, let us know what y'all think about what we said and uh if y'all agree with us or if y'all disagree with us, what y'all think. What do y'all let, what do y'all define as success things like that. Be sure to let us know, keep the conversation going. We be good about refining these guys. But uh, Without further ado, man, thank y'all for listening. Be sure to check us out next time and, uh, we out.